Hello and welcome to the Unmissables podcast. I don't know why I did it like that. It sounded oh, like it's, it's like a theme. Yeah, yeah. I'm Boyd Hilton from Heat Magazine. I'm joined by Carrie Barrow from Hello. Heat Magazine and Steph Seelan from Heat Magazine. Hello. And John is here, our producer guru, who's not from Heat Magazine. Well, but can we just also say, John's wearing a jumper today. Mm. A very smart jumper, and it's made us think that he's going for a job interview. Ooh. Very smart. I mean, Trying I'm not... to get away from us. It's a smart I, I, jumper. I don't like to contradict... I don't like to contradict your fashion um, verdict, but it's a nice jumper. I, I like it. I totally approve it. I would describe it as very smart. Oh, it's it's smart. He's wearing it with a shirt underneath that it's has anchors on it. It's the shirt element that makes it smart. Yeah. The whole ensemble. Yeah. It's, it's, not, it's, smart. A, it's, a, it's a smarter than usual ensemble. I anyway, think it fantastic. And I hope you get that new More importantly, <laughs> More importantly, this week we've got some great meat. We've got the new and last ever series of Scandi Phenomenon, The Bridge. I don't know why Kay's laughing at me, <laughs> but we have. I was just it's thinking factually what the true. finest meat would be. The finest of meats, The Bridge, Salami. is back next Friday on BBC Two. It's moved. It used to be, it was one of, it's one of, in fact, it's the biggest rating BBC Four Saturday Night Drama ever. No. Fact. So it's so big, they moved to BBC Two for this final series. Can I just pre-warn you? I've got some annoying questions about that. Oh, just, don't doubt. I'm don't just doubt. pre-warning you. Pre-warn, good pre-warn. Safe is the new Netflix eight-part kind of thriller from um, Harlan Coben, one of my favourite authors. And Danny Brockhorst wrote it as well. And it's got lots of good people in it, like Amanda Abington and Michael C. Hall. Legendary Dexter slash Six Feet Understar. Mm-hmm. Correct. And Carnage. Carnage. In fact, which is a new, I'm going to describe as Mad Max, the game Mm, show. Yeah. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah. That's a Sky One show starting Sunday, the 6th of May at 8 p.m. Before all of that, though, as is our won't. Oh, and also, by the way, no, I'm not even going to spoil it. We'll get the results of whether or not we've passed the... What was the challenge? The challenge was to pass okay. 100 reviews. You know what the challenge was? It was to get now, 100 reviews by the end of end our of birth April. month. Now, we are recording this on Monday, Monday the, the 30th, 30th of, of April. April. So this officially... I, sorry, guys. This is the end of the birth month. Yeah. So oh it's God, quite tense it's because... so tense. If we did get 100 or more, then mm. I had to buy a cake... Yeah. From? From Patisserie Valerie. Thank Pat you. Val. We're not getting sponsored, but Pat Valerie. Not from listening. M&S or Tesco mm. or the Asda finest. or any of Sainsbury's. Yeah. Uh, I had to go to Patisserie Valerie. Very, get very expensive yeah. in theory. Yeah. All their cakes were No expensive. change from a £100. Uh, yeah. Anyway, we'll, that, we're going to reveal that. And we're also, oh, by the way, we're going to have a quick, a kind of like a spoilerific discussion of um, Avengers Infinity War because I we've all well Kay hasn't seen it because it's not her bag Kay's, Kay's not big I don't I like Spider-Man we sometimes force her to go and see a superhero yeah. film but she, I wouldn't say she's a Marvel no. dweeb no <laughs> she's in fact a normal oh, human being oh I want to be a Marvel dweeb now okay, that sounds quite well, fun maybe when you listen to us discussing okay. it, in spoilerific terms because I want to talk about the ending I have I'm just saying I have I, issues I, let's just wait till we get to the end issues but we're going to say there's we're a cut right at the end yeah. and we'll say don't listen to this if you haven't watched it yet but we are we're talking the week after the weekend after the opening weekend so I think all the real obsessives will have Dwee seen bets. it this weekend we'll the dweeb bets and yeah. dweebs and nerds and geeks um, but if you haven't seen it yet and of course plenty of you haven't then just miss that bit can I just do a quick rewind when you said about um, the reviews thing yeah. and you bought cake yeah. the other thing you just I, you probably just forgot you were going to also apologise to the pogs for doubting that they would review us because no, if you, you did, yeah, no, sorry, Boyd, uh, if you remember you consistently said that Scoffed. there's absolutely no way it's never going to happen yeah. you're I deluded you're I mean, a lunatic we've got the audio about? we've got the audio yeah, and you've well, promised I mean, let's just do you know what let's, let's just wait till we get there All right, we'll see no what one knows the results apart from Kay maybe what I'll do is 
I'll play, get John to do an edit, a playback, and if you can find any audio where yes, I okay. where Fine. I say that it's never going to happen, or anything, I might, I said it might not happen. I didn't say it was never. Boys, you said it's true. Let's just wait. You might not have to do anything. Okay, let's just let's okay. Just but anyway. wait. if he does, we're gonna. Ins- I'm gonna get John to insert <laughs> the audio. Okay, that's proof. Okay, let's all calm down. Let's just calm down. Let's get, okay. Try and try so and get a grip. Down. Yeah, and start with what else. Have you, Steph, yes. been watching or listening to or reading this very week of our Lord? Right. <laughs> Dear Lord, this is what I have been watching. So do you remember when we all watched The Alienist? Yes. Remember? Which wasn't about aliens. It wasn't about aliens. It's on the Netflix. And I said that the guy looked like Daniel Bedingfield. His name was Daniel Brühl. Um, and I loved it so much that I watched five of them. Did you, any of you carry on watching it? No. I watched four. Okay. I watched oh. four anyway for um, when I reviewed it for Pilot TV magazine, still on sale at a good news agent <laughs> near wow. you. Wow. So shameless. Yeah, yeah. How yeah. many episodes so are there in total? There are ten. ten. Okay. Yes, there are ten. I have finished it. Whoa. Yes, I finished it. Now, what I would like to say about the ending this is the ending I'm incredibly happy with because I we've had a plethora of endings that have been unsatisfactory to me and that, yes, you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about <laughs> Kiri. I'm talking about Save Me. I'm talking about endings that annoyed the hell out so of me. So basically, that's a massive spoiler to say it's all neatly tied up at the end. Yeah, I'm not telling you who did it, but you do find out. Thank God. All I'd say is because I read the novel and it's because it's it's different, isn't it? Because this is a standalone series adapted from a novel with a very specific who done it with a very specific. Yes, yeah, so there wouldn't the, be a part two. So and it would save, be. Save I think it would. Yeah, it would be painfully ludicrous. Yeah, the Alienist been. isn't going to go on and have another. No, I mean thing. they could. I mean they could. They could give them a new non not from that novel case, couldn't they? And I really hope they do because I absolutely fact, love them. Part of me thinks they might like to. I think it's done quite be well. Be like Sherlock. Oh, I'm yeah. quite, it's really really good, but it's a. Brilliant ending. Good. The last two episodes oh, are excellent. It it's mm. yeah, it's very very satisfactory. There's a lot of horrifying things that happen in it, so I'm just going to warn the you. The ending has got the seal of approval. Yeah. There's some very gruesome, gruesome. things yeah. involving animals, so I'm just going to oh, yeah. say, yeah. Any yeah. dogs? The book is brief. I think. Yeah, it's it's uh, no dogs, no dogs. Okay, it's fine. fine. <laughs> um, I have now read Fire and Fury. Now I yes! know both of you. I know <laughs> it's only taken me six months. No, I've Worth finally it, read Fire and Fury. Really, really good. Very, very much enjoyed it. That was the the book about um, the White Donald House, Trump, Donald Trump, Michael, Michael Wolf. Very good. Definitely yeah. worth reading it. If, like me, you have to reread passages because it's actually quite hard going to understand if you're not completely au fait with the American system. system. Yeah, yeah, but also you have to reread it because it's so batshit crazy. You think it can't possibly happen. That's true. Okay. Now, the other thing that I've been watching is this amazing documentary on... Crime. Netflix. Netflix! <laughs> right. Do you know who Rachel Dozel is? Yes. Right. Boyd, please tell me who she, she is. She was, if I believe, the white woman who passed herself off as being a woman of colour. Oh, and in door. fact, ended up working for some kind of advocacy group she, for black yeah. people. She is, right. So in America, this is famous the incredible case, story. Yeah. This okay. is mind-boggling. So, the programme I'm talking about is called The Rachel Divide, right? It's an hour and a half long. Basically, this woman, she was the president of the local NAACP, Okay. Stands for? Uh, the National Association for the Advancement of Coloured People. Okay. Um, and she she was their president. She was a civil rights activist. She's done so, so much in her local community. Okay. She basically was discovered when uh, she highlighted that there was a load of hate mail coming to her office. And some local people thought that actually she was sending the hate mail to herself to, to kind of get 
draw put a spotlight on local crime and in one of these interviews this guy says to her are you are you african american and she says i don't i don't know what you mean because she can't answer what? because she was born of two white parents it is a crazy story she's brought up in a, she's got a really amazing backstory she's actually bringing out a book about it and she as what she described herself is transracial transracial so basically said that I'm what is there why I'm is there out. any difference <laughs> she believes that she is a black person she is identified so a, as okay person. i get right. that right because we all identify as different things yeah in appearance what she looked like in appearance she did put some tanned makeup on and she wore um african-american ladies hair wigs and so she, she wore a fro wig. she looked mixed race she, I'm showing you a picture yeah. of it. Yeah, it was. It's oh, an I need amazing, a visual aid. It's so right. So, but okay. For those of you who are thinking, "Oh my God, she's crazy," don't be so quick to judge because this woman has got an amazing backstory, and you shouldn't forget all the incredible things that she's done. But she was brought up in a home, and she, there was a lot of ado- adopted um, children in that home. Oh my God! Is that yeah? That, is that her without? And yes, yeah, so I'm showing Kay a picture <gasps> of her when she was younger, before she started oh passing herself off as being a woman of color, and then she frizzed up her hair and she's got a. She did, that's a no, it's a wig. That's a oh, wig. It's a wig. Sorry. She wears many wigs. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's it's absolutely oh, I want to watch this. it's absolutely fascinating. She's written a book as well. I yeah, she's writing yeah. a book now. I don't think it's oh, out. I think, no, I think it's is out. It out? You, Are you I think, sure? Yeah, I do. But I'm sure when she was making that film, she was said, writing the book at the same time. But I believe yeah. the book is out very any uh, minute now. It's not definitely one on the worth a watch about because it's a real like tale of acceptance, and she, uh, you kind of think, yeah, well, it, that's the way she feels. And there's so lots what's of, happened to her now? I cannot oh, okay, tell don't you. Tell me. I She's cannot tell you. The book's called In the Full Colour. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> anyway, and, I thought um, you definitely, sh- you will really I saw it on Netflix it. advertised yesterday it's and I wonder really, what it Yeah, it's, really it's on sale now. In yeah. Full Colour. You can get is it, it on, it? on, on Amazon.co.uk. Okay. FYI. Finding anyway. my place. This is the subtitle. Finding my place in a black and white world. Mm. Okay. Okay, Rachel. We'll see. <laughs> no, honestly, it's so good. So the Rachel Divide on Netflix. Yeah, I want to watch that. Really on Netflix that. now. Yeah. Um, and I've watched so much stuff. But the last thing I just want to say is there's a new podcast. Of Obviously, it's about murder called Case Notes. right? Ooh. And it is about, it's historical murders. I know this sounds crazy, but it's brilliant. Historical murders that are uh, based in the musical community. So what? the first. How many murders are there? I know you'd think there wasn't many. So there's there's a. There's a crime about um, a composer, Heidman, who actually had his his head removed after his death and who stole his head is one of the first ones. I thought he meant like stage musicals, like Cats. No, 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 no. I'm talking about I mean, composers. Bad, I'm talking about composers. And it's oh. just, it's all murders. Like classical music. There are so many murders I actually that thought it was going to be classical, set in the rap community. Yeah, no, classical composers. Classical composers. And yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's very... right Basically, murder it's brought was rife. by the people who do... Um, Classic, classic FM. So it's, it's. I know it sounds. Classic FM, true crime. It's really Who'd good. Who'd have thought? It's the really like interesting. Classic it's kind loving of it. How can we get in this podcast, Malarkey? Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Is it pre- who's it presented by? Oh, I can't remember the okay. name. Sorry. Um, a I'll woman find who's out. got a really okay. mellow voice. Yes. Classic is, it a, is it a mellow voice? Woman? It's very good. There's only two episodes so far, but not Alad Jones. Not Alad, my friend. No, no, not Alad. Okay. Not the lovely Just checking. No. But yeah. Finished? Yeah, I finished. That's good. That's only I... one bit of true crime in there. Well, no, I was uh, going to mention, because obviously it's oh, a we huge go. week for crime this week. Big, big week. The Golden State Killer has been yes. captured. Okay. Oh, my God. So, I've been reading so much about this. How, right. So there's a book out, which I have just ordered, called, um, I think it's in Into the Dark. 
Um, it's Michelle McNamara's book. So Patton Oswald, if you know him as an actor, his wife, who's now deceased, wrote an incredible book. She was completely obsessed with this crime. He's a guy called... Uh, he was basically dubbed the Golden State Killer or the East Area Rapist. 40 years after all of his crimes, he raped 55 women, murdered 12 people. He has been captured this week. Um, the book was published in February this year. And That's fortuitous. Yeah, and, but, she, but she's passed away, sadly. She's passed away. And Patton Oswalt finished the book for her. So that's definitely worth a read. Even though I haven't read it, I know someone else who has and said it's amazing. I thought you were going to say the Golden State Killer documentary series is coming to Sky Living, yeah, which it is. It, it, I week. thought any moment now there'll when be it, a flood of stuff. Uh, Friday the 4th of May, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. 4th, 5th, 6th. Yeah, there'll you. be so much. There'll be so much now. Obviously, someone will immediately bought the film rights to this whole thing because it will be. it's such an amazing film. It's it a will CNN, be. Um, yeah, documentary series. <sighs> there yeah. you go. So, yeah, most of mine did have kind of crime in it. Yeah. I enjoyed your list this week. Oh, yeah. Did you? I've taken a lot away from rare. that. It's oh, rare, good. Isn't it? yeah. It's not a rarity. No, it's not rare. <laughs> Thanks, Kay. You're, You're my favourite person in this room <laughs> and the world. Oh, John Dunn. Look, he's already looking hurt yeah. in the corner in his smart jumper. Sorry. Kay, can you match that cornucopia of treats? I will try. I will, but you can do. First up on the list is something that we all started to watch, Come Home, with Christopher Eccleston oh. and Paula Malcolmson. And basically, we watched the first episode. It, they played husband and wife, and they split up. Um, she seemingly just randomly walked out on her family, her three children and him, and that was the first episode, and there was three. I went back and watched it. Has anyone watched it? No, what was it on? BBC? BBC, yeah. Right. Yeah, I watched it. So two and three was mm. on iPlayer. It's so good. Yeah. Episode two, there's just so many, like shock revelations like extremes of behavior Ooh. like things you just don't see coming because the first episode's from christopher eccleston's point of view so you you just feel really like oh god how can this woman how can this mother walk out yeah. on her children um, does he turn out to be a bit of a nasty bastard can't tell you yet two okay. and three are on iplay i don't want to ruin it okay but the second episode is all from her perspective and you find all your judgments you had made some of them you start doing reverse ferrix you're like oh actually and honestly there's there's so many shocking things in it and then the third episode is um the court case to get custody over the children again and that is really it's really heartbreaking and emotional what did you think yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah. It's excellent, isn't it? Fantastic. Yeah. Is that it was Danny Brockenhurst? Brock, Danny Brockenhurst, yeah. yeah. Again, he, gosh, absolutely. Yeah, it's gosh, Brock. he's really churning them out, isn't DC, he? Yeah, DB, he's so good. DC. And also, you know what? On that first episode, I did slag off a little bit Eccleston and his accent, but I have to say, oh yeah, two and three, they were so enthralling that I kind of forgot about it. Oh, so that's a testament to how that good is it is. A testament, mm. yeah, very good. So that's um, episode two and three. That's on um, iPlayer. Wonderful. And oh, also, the woman. Mar Mari, they called her. Was oh, yeah. Mar Mari. Yeah. It's about Mari, the mum. Was that um, your Northern Irish accent? <laughs> it's very good. I, I mean, thought it was very good. Awful. Mari. Apologies. No, no. Um, she's Ray Donovan's wife. That's yeah. what I've seen before. I didn't realise oh when I was watching God. the first time round. Yeah, she's brilliant. Do you watch Ray? I didn't know you watched Ray Donovan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should talk about it. I, I fancy Ray, Ray a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's very fanciable. Right, the second thing, the assassination of Gianni Versace. So... Mm. Okay, as so mentioned by me. Oh Boyd has waxed lyrical yeah, about this. He has, but right? I never believe him. So, what did you think? Oh, Steph, it is so good. But <laughs> I got that's exactly you. what I say. Had some te technical issues. I Boyd talked about it last pod. I was like, right, it's on my Sky Planner. I've got to get onto it. Press play, like opening titles. Oh god, this looks like it's a quality drama. Really excited about it. And then this little fella pops up bottom right hand side of the screen. What do you want? 
what do you want? He was signing to me. Was I'd he? recorded <laughs> I'd recorded oh. the version with um with sign language. Are you telling me that now you could sign to me the whole of the Johnny Versace Absolutely. assassination? <laughs> There's nothing wrong no. with a bit of signing. No, I lo- listen, I love signing obviously well, it's great do but know? i don't need it is the thing oh, and okay. um so i obviously even though i knew this wasn't right i was like googled can you get signing off your sky planner knowing full well that i'd recorded the wrong version turns out the other version isn't available so you have to watch it but is it kind of interesting though to see what the sign language is for some of those horrendous crimes I yeah that would be quite it did make me feel that i could make up sign because some of it is quite what you might do like what Ooh. we might do. Yeah, it's not as technical as oh. I thought it'd be. Oh, but anyway, it was really good. Um, I only recorded six out of nine episodes and I was gutted because I couldn't find it on Sky anyway. And just to say, it is absolutely extraordinary. Steph, you got to watch right, it okay. because the guy who plays Andrew... Cunanan. Cunanan. Darren Chris is incredible. He's More got crime. to win some kind of award for mm. it. Right? I mean, well, yeah. And finally, I just wanted to say that the antidote to all of that stuff about crime and, you know, obviously Come Home is mm. great. It's a bit emotionally distressing is the Durrells, which I am still absolutely mm. loving, Steph. I know you weren't Listen, as into it. No, but I, I liked it. I'm just saying I thought they're so, all having a jolly up. It's so, so good. And I'm really gutted because, uh, well, when this next Sunday is going to be the final episode. And I just need Louisa and Spiro to get together. I tweeted about the Durrells last night. Did you? What did you say? Yes, did you not? I mean, I mean, obviously, we're watching I mean, your tweets 24 I mean, hours a day. What did you say? Tell know. me now. Just to remind know. us, we might I'll have closed our said. eyes. I'm just going to crank up to my Twitter account. ITV's The Durrells, I said last <laughs> night at 2000 hours, <laughs> currently has Lawrence Durrell and Henry Miller, two legendary authors, mm-hmm. discussing sexual identity, as they mm-hmm. were, of a Sunday pre-Watershed. Such a good show. Because it was incredible. Because they brought back... Because uh, Henry Miller is... is legendary author of erotic fiction, mm-hmm. Tropic of Cats, Tropic of Capricorn, these very famous books that deal with sex in an incredibly revolutionary way. Mm. He's been in the show, on the show before and, and he comes back and he's staying with him and he likes to walk around naked. So that's kind of play for laughs. But in the middle, there was a whole story about a gay guy who's, been, who's put in jail last night, on last night's show and it dealt with bigotry and all of that. And in the middle of this episode... The young guy, the, the young Gerald Durrell, mm. is it which is Gerald? No, yeah. Jerry's a little boy. Jerry's a little boy, sorry. You mean Lawrence? Lawrence. I get my Durrells mixed up. Lawrence, um, played by the brilliant dude from God's Own Country, Josh, Josh O'Connor. O'Connor, starts talking about how they all did all kinds of things at school. Oh my God, that was amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. And, and, and his mum's oh, going, did you? Yeah, because like he says, yeah, it's in my books. He's yeah. like, oh, I thought you just made that up. He's like, no. So he's like, yeah, so suddenly he reveals. Sexy things. Gay, gay, gay sex fun. Oh, gay yeah. sex fun at school. Gay sex fun. Um, GSF. Ah. Henry Miller is legendary, famous for his sexual revolutionary thing. He starts talking, and it's a discussion on eight thirty on ITV of a Sunday night in this cozy. But I liked it. No, it's not quotes, made a big cozy. deal. No, it was just like incredible yeah. scenes. Yeah, so I th- I wanted to acknowledge that. And fact. then did you um, say they really PS, were having a jolly up? P.S. I wish Louisa and Spiro would get together in your tweet. I didn't say that, but what did happen is the actor who plays um, Henry Miller. Okay, uh, do you know what we haven't had for a while? Oh yeah. 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 Bong. Yeah, I had all of them, loads of them liking that tweet. Oh, oh bong, 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 Just one yeah. big bong fest with you. Wow. Well done you for Bravo getting boys. all those famous people on board. Thank with you. Your Bravo words. for tweeting and getting well some likes. Yeah, yeah it was. <laughs> Make it sound like I did it deliberately. Like, no, I didn't I'm mean what I was saying. No, I'm, I'm giving no, you. No. I'm giving you a verbal like right yeah. now. I'm taking it. Thanks, Anyway, enough of that. Anyway, enough of us. No one cares about us, Boyd. What have you? Owner of many likes from your Doral's tweet. What have you been watching? <laughs> Everyone cares about you. Stop. Oh, stop. Not so much me? Okay. A little yeah. bit. 
Um, I well, I was in um, San Francisco last week. Well, I was actually an hour outside of San Francisco on my secret service. Oh, I can't yes. say what it is. Oh, have you been told you definitely can't say? Well, I don't know. I mean, let me just say this: before I went, I rewatched all of the OA on Netflix, Ooh. which is still and, and in now, just... even more the greatest thing that's ever been on Netflix and I include all of your true crime stuff Ooh, I include Stranger on. Things you can't include my true crime mm, stuff I do I do I am it's so good the OA have you still not seen it Kate? no I still haven't right promise oh. me promise okay, me I, I will if you're saying I'm saying uh, uh, it's Kay, the best thing on Netflix Kay, I have to say I it do think it is, is it's given the seal of approval it's, it's yeah. got better the seal the second time around I'd start to watch it think I've got to brush up on it for various reasons not, not necessarily connected Nothing to me going no. can, can you nutshell it no, no, it's no. unnashellable. That's it's the brilliant thing about it. Am yeah. I going to be terrified? Genuine, no, 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 no. Mm, no. A little not, bit. She might well, a little bit. Maybe. I mean, there are elements of it. But anyway, it's unclassifiable, unnutshellable. That's the genius of it. it Genuinely um, radical piece of... T- they, they don't like to call it TV. Of, of Art. Of series. <laughs> of like, they, call it, they say it's like a film, like an eight-hour film. Yeah, my- and um, it is incredible. So I rewatched that. I just started to watch it. I think for my homework, and then I just carried on watching the whole fucking yeah. thing. Stop by my language. You are you are real potty mouth lately. I know, I know. But I was just astonished at how good it is on the second viewing, and you, so much more. Um, do you oh, realise the, the brilliant, the genius of the plotting and everything, mm, and how clever it, it is? Because so because there's so many goes down so many weird routes mm. and twists and turns. Um, and the best thing of all, and I, and I said this when it came out, it was not the best thing of all, but one of the, one of the defining elements of it is that, you know, we talk, we talk often about how long it takes for the title credits. Oh, yeah. I love it. 52 minutes. <gasps> 52. No way. Yes. The all-time God, that's record. even longer than The Good Wife the and like, The record, Good Fight. Of course, and... and it is so brilliant when it 52 arrives. minutes. The hair's on the back of your neck. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming because I'd seen it all mm. before. But when the titles arrived 52 minutes in to the first episode of... The OA, the hairs on How the back of your neck. How long was the episode? Sixty minutes. It's over an hour. Each, all, all the episodes different lengths. That's the other wait, thing. Wait, wait, wait. So it took fifty-two minutes mm. for the credits, and then it was just another eight minutes. No, no, no. It's longer than an hour. The first episode. Yeah. Nine minutes. But what's amazing Ten. about the OA? 13, 14, Eleven. Thirteen. Fifteen. <laughs> because seventeen. I, I really, numbers. I really enjoyed when I found out what the OA was. Yes. And that point. Yes. Of it, and you shouldn't look anything up no, because when I found out up. what that meant, I was like, yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Remember, the whole thing dropped. Two years ago, yeah, pretty much in December of 2016, yeah, time. there was no fanfare, even less than like when they dropped surprise things like um, Making a Murder, they dropped quite a yeah. surprise. This thing arrived called the OA. It was a year after Making a Murder. So you can't tell Christmas me what the OA is. No, no and don't, 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 don't read the it. The orangutan. Oh, you've uh, read up on it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But don't um, read up on it because it's amazing. It, yeah. And also, you come away from it. Actually, I'm going to watch it again now. You've you've hyped me up to it. Good. Um, because you come over and you and you really sort of think you could take. You don't really know what's true and what's not true, and that's the oh, magic it's a mind of it. Melt. It's yeah. it is a mind. It's mind bending. Okay, and so this is totally unconnected to why you went to San Fran, right? Yeah, okay. I mean, it may or may not be connected. <laughs> but anyway, you connected. did what you call homework. Yeah. for an may unspecified re- reason, and then you went to San Fran. Yeah, so that was so I was in in, in this um, place outside of San Francisco, about mm. an hour outside of San Francisco. So you didn't go to Alcatraz. Didn't go to Alcatraz. Oh, no. I love Alcatraz. No, Alcatraz. I've been to Alcatraz. It is great. It is great. Um, but um, I carried on reading Simon Mayo's novel, which I mentioned. I think did I mentioned that. Yeah. Two weeks oh, ago? so can I have it now? No, I've still not finished it yet. I'm, I'm a very slow. Do you know I'm a very what? slow reader now of, of, of oh, fiction. You're like I a tortoise. I know. It's so weird. This um, is his new novel about that war, that war between yeah, America, yeah. and it's based in um, the prison. So I heard him speak on BBC Two oh, to yeah. Graham Norton about it, and it was it was really interesting. So I've put in an order for it. 
Um, it's it's really good, and um, uh, everyone should read it. Yes, yeah, so he's, he's doing like a tour at the moment of um, of interviews about it, and uh, it sounds really good and well researched. And you know, it's sort of Dartmoor sort of, Prison. So it's all these Americans. It's called Mad Blood prison. Stirring. Sorry, Mad Blood Stirring. So it's all of these prisoners ended up in Dartmoor Prison yeah. from the back of the back of the from the British American War, which not many people in the nineteenth century not even right. know about. And the film is being made a film of. And you know, who's writing the script. This is what I wanted to say. Oh, oh my God, God. Yeah, he, who? T- he said it on this who? thing. Jack Thorne. That's it. Of Kiri. Yes. Oh, and oh. I mean, I know you didn't like Kiri because you just. I just you're... didn't like the ending. I loved Kiri. Yeah. Yeah. What else did be he better do? Ending. He did the Harry Potter play, which is brilliant. Yes. He's oh, a genius. Right. He's one of the great. He's very young as well, isn't he's he? He's young, a lovely young guy. He's one of the best scriptwriters. He did um, National Treasure, the you know his previous. Oh, we love drama. National yeah. Treasure. Um, okay. He's so clever, and he was going to do the next Star Wars film. The third in the in the oh, yeah, sequels. Well, because then J.J. Abrams came back on board, and now he's JJ writing it. But at one point, he was writing the Star Wars because he's so highly thought of. This incredible talent. He's an absolutely brilliant writer, and he is doing the screenplay. Do you want to know something interesting about that? So um, Simon was saying that he wrote a, like a four-page synopsis of what he thought yeah. this book would be about. Yeah. And the film, they bought it yes. without him That's right. without him even having written a word. Yes. And so he's like, right, wow. I better write this book then. Yeah. Yeah, the film Incredible was that? Up, snapped up because it's such a great story. Yeah, I really want to read this, but yeah. when are you going to finish it? As soon. About 2020. How? Give me a time frame. I mean, copies are available at your local bookshop. Crack it open yeah, but now. I want just the one start that, that you have read. Huh? I want the you want to read the one read. that I've read? Yeah. You're weird. I know. Um, and finally, I want to touch the pages me. that you have touched. <laughs> Steady, <Lloyd. laughs> honestly. I can't deal with this perversion. <laughs> uh, finally, from me, I we're going to review it next week in full. I'm okay. telling you now. But oh I have God. seen the first three of five episodes of Patrick Melrose. Oh, yes. are we going to review it next week? Yes. The, I'm so uh, excited about Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch, oh. adapted from the novels, um, which I've also read by David Nichols, the great one-day writer. Yeah. Did he write that? Yeah. He I didn't realise. He wrote the, scri- oh, he wrote the script. Oh, the script. So the novel's written by Edward St. Aubin, or Teddy, brilliantly, as Benedict Cumberbatch calls him mm. in interviews. Teddy St. Aubin, Aubin, Aubin mm. um, who, who's... These are he, he's completely um, honest about it. They're totally based on his life growing up in this aristocratic family. Okay, and so he is wanna, Patrick Melrose. He is Patrick Melrose. Right. He's. I mean, obviously there are elements of it. There are incidents, and there are um, characters that are not f- completely from his life. But he's absolutely honest about how autobiographical it was. Basically, it is autobiographical. These five, these are five novels. He wrote three. There was a trilogy and there was a bit of a gap and then he wrote two more and um, they're incredible. I'm bracing books. myself for this because it's a Brace bit dark, yourself. isn't it? It's, it's, is it dark? Oh, yeah. God, yeah. Because Definitely on the dark. trailers, it looks really funny. It's, it's everything. It's funny, Darkly funny because the characters, these aristocratic, spoil, entitled, it's an absolute satire on the on the horribleness of of the aristocracy of the entitlement of those people of which he is one it's about addiction other things abuse mm. what's it going to be um, on it's going to be on sky atlantic slash sky atlantic. we're reviewing film next week but i just want to say it's it's exciting do you know if it's going to drop all in one go no they can't drop it in one go because, because of the america thing it's showtime so right. it's showtime it's a co-production with showtime in america and showtime i'm going to show every saturday night there and they're actually putting it out they're doing the west world slash game of thrones so sky showing it live in quotes two in the morning on a Saturday night as it goes out in America if you really want to get there first. I do want to get there on, first. Then it'll be on um, nine o'clock or whatever on the next sun, the next day on the Sunday, effectively. <sighs> exciting times. It's exciting. But it's just, it's just say, it's exciting. Cumberbatch, so what, what I was going to say was, Cumberbatch action, definitely his most challenging role ever. Mm. And some some Cumberbatch action, you won't believe the kind of Cumberbatch really? action you get in this. Is there oh, disturbing. 
everything nakedness oh. all of it there, there is nakedness because we I loved can him confirm. that thing spoiler alert full frontal there's Backle. Full Through backle. Full backle. Yeah, no frontal. Full you don't buckle. get to see the Cumberbatch. We, what? We get to see his naked back? You don't back. get to see Ben's... You don't Hold get me to back, see, man. <laughs> little Ben. We little don't get ben. to see you little Ben. You don't get to see little Cumberbatch. Oh. But you do get to see the Cumberbatch posterior briefly. The Cumberbums. <laughs> I mean, some Just fans... Like that. Some Cumberbatch, Freeze frame it, guys. Cumberbatch fans will want to know that. And I've, okay. I'm, I'm revealing that now. Cumberbatch. Wow. Steady. Very good. Wow. Well, it's that time, isn't it? Before we get to the meat, this? it's that time. What time is it? Reviews news! Reviews news! <laughs> this is the moment that oh, we have all been waiting we've for. We've all been waiting for. And by all of us, I mean me and Steph. Yeah. I don't know the results, so I am giddy with anticipation about okay. this whole thing. So we've set the scene already. A hundred reviews were, ne- were needed by the end of the birth month, April. That's today. He's scoffing now. Yeah, he's, he, he's so sure. You're he's smirking won. and scoffing at the same time. That's a, sm- what would that be? Smirk and scoff. I don't smoth. know. A smoth. Smoth. Um, and last week when we did the pod, we had 94. And I've got to say, I was nervous because I thought, oh, I was God. nervous. And Boyd was looking more confident in himself, which I didn't like. And I was like, oh yeah. God, what's yeah. going to happen? Charming. Yeah. About this particular No, matter. it's true, Boyd. And I'm here to reveal Boyd. Yes, okay. Could I show a drum roll? Yeah. We have got <gasps> 104 <gasps> reviews. Oh my even John Dan is reluctantly clapping, Are even you though he's been part of this all along. We have overachieved. We're overachievers. I mean, we've got four to spare. And you said, actually, Alec Baldwin only had, what, two or something for his UK... We might be more than Alec Baldwin right now. What I said was he had 98. But... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. In the English iTunes for an American show. It's... Oh, well, I mean, well done. Well done, In the face of defeat, you've just got to lay down. Now, there's a slight... Can I just point out, there's a slight... Oh, um, Oh, here we go. Well, there's a slight logic... Errors. You're you're saying that we don't know whether we want, but why? No, obviously, I did. I, so why listen, then would I've gone out and bought some cake? I did cake? tell. Oh, I mean, I didn't to, know. I told oh, okay, no, you didn't. Know. She didn't know. I told oh, okay. you because I knew that we needed Pat Val served for yeah, us. Yeah, I mean, so. I, you know, we couldn't. So you stop knew. Them. Yeah, you I told him. us to stop the podcast record as Kay reveals that we've gone over hundred, and then I run down to Patisserie Valerie in so long. Patisserie Valerie. We don't want to talk about Patisserie Valerie. It's the offshoot. God, he's actually gripping the table now. I mean, what? What gives? Okay, that where make any is the sense. Case? Listen, we're not going to ask you to right. hit pause on this and to Listen. run down. Oh my I told god! You. I'm gonna it's do a, a live reveal. I mean, listeners. I'm taking a photo as well. Right. This, this right. is great visual um, work. <laughs> I'm going to reveal the case. I will describe it. Get it out, boys. Boyd, the wearing his blue okay, jumper, is reaching below the desk. Try, try and remain calm. <laughs> but let me just explain <laughs> this. Excited. So. Right. Kay obviously knows that I have bought Kay because I came back with, and I knew that we'd gone over the 100. You didn't even know that. No, my, my words to him were, because he had a busy day and I, I said, didn't know we'd gone over the 100. Don't come back unless you've bought Pat and Val with you. So in my oh. hectic schedule, I've already done two, another oh. podcast, Five Live, everything. I managed to buy a cake from Pussy Valley, but you haven't, Kay hasn't seen it yet. And you, she was like looking at the menu on Friday of all the different cake options. <laughs> well, we were both trying to tell menu. me which one to get. <laughs> I just bought the cake that I thought looked nice. We, and we required is. one with fruit oh, as well. We said, oh, it's a huge bag. <gasps> this is amazing. Well, yeah, great day. Great days. There you go, Thanks, guys. Right. So I'll just describe the cake. The yeah. cake is got strawberries on, chocolate. There's some sort of, what are those? Are those lady fingers? Like, um, little chocolate swirls. Boy, can oh you my gosh! Of you? It's you wonderful. That's it. Humble pie. There we are. Steph, get in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is great. That is. I, mean, great. I don't know if right. how much you can see of the cake, but 
No, wow. we've got a lot of cake shots there. But the um, most important thing is who helped us get to this, Kay? Is that the most important thing? It is Boyd. First of all, no, before you open that, Kay, yeah. what would you like to say? So 104 people plus yeah. the three in America, we can't forget those yeah. lovely pogs, our transatlantic pogs. Do you have a they message? They took the time to Thanks very much leave reviews. to all of them, yeah. Thank you. No, no, no. No, 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 no what? You said they wouldn't do it, Boyd. You said we wouldn't I get hungry. I didn't say that. I denied it. I denied it. Bear in mind, we won't let this moment pass. Without you apologising. Do, do you want to say, say something? whisper it. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking Sorry, about. I um, don't have anyone to apologise for it. But if you want me to do like a politician style apology, even yes, I don't yes, think you do. That'd be great. Come if on. If you were offended by my the <laughs> allegation that I didn't think you were going to make it to everyone's yeah. reviews, then please accept this apology. Oh, oh I'm, I'm taking a picture of that. How many well pictures done. of me? Are you yeah, the moment Boyd well apologised. Listen, that's going to go down in history because that never happens. Okay, listen, I've got some <laughs> thanks to give. Right. A Europe. Right. Let's start with Solid Gone Gold. Okay. Love the interplay between the three presenters. It's like a bunch of mates having a smart chat on pop culture, well-informed and charming. You called us smart. I don't think he's listened to this podcast. No. I think he's getting it's us wrong confused. One. Have you made these up? No, I haven't. Uh, Daisy You've and been defeated, boy. Just Ebony accept it. Says, I've taken over my daughter's phone to leave another review. Because oh. I've already done it, but... She wants Ooh, us basically to have cake. No, I knew you were going to say that. Does that count? That's still, okay, even if Recount? you did count, Recount? we were still 130. Okay. Listen, we've got enough. Yeah, exactly. Steve Wilkie, who I also suspect might have left us one before. Oh, Steve. oh the corruption of this is now <laughs> <right> there. <laughs> Um, says uh, great Monday morning listening the girls talk a million miles an hour yeah you've said that before Steve I'm really sorry about I'm really sorry sorry about about that Steve (laughs) Um, (laughs) DJ Rawlings 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 says uh, Boyd and the team's cheerful and chatty style is both entertaining and informative essential listening for any telly addicts which I think would go on a poster then, confusingly, Christy Rawlings, who Related. I'm thinking, mm, different person, oh, I'm sure. Oh, here we go. More, no. more, oh. more dodgy shenanigans. <laughs> no. Says, I started listening to the podcast a year ago when I moved to the UK from Australia. Oh. And it's helped me settle in by being up to date with what's happening on TV and having water cooler conversations at work. We are settling people in this country. Mm. We are doing a great yeah, service. I feel like some of these views are written on the grass, you know, by the book depositories. There's a conspiracy no. going on. <laughs> there is not a conspiracy really going on. Really good show, especially Kay. <laughs> Love from my mum, aka Technobot. That's definitely my mum. She's learned how to use the internet. No, it's not. Boys look shocked. It's not. I'm amazed. It must be someone connect, like related to me. Um, Go school says, always a treat. Great chemistry that always feels like any moment might spiral into chaos in a good way. That's such a great observation. It is ramshackle. That is true. And. I'm totally invested in Kay and Steph getting their cake and that's why they've left their first ever podcast their review. first ever podcast review for us to get cake. One, one new one. No, uh, no, last two. No, we've got two new ones. Reviews. One <laughs> left by Reviews <laughs> News. And uh, they say, oh, oh God, okay. Always love Boyd and Radio 5, Richard Your Bacon TV oh. reviews. So. <gasps> <sighs> this is a great replacement. Oh, yeah. That's nice. Great replacement. Good recommendations. Um, and finally, oh, I love this one. It's a European podcaster. What? Mm. Yes. I left the UK a few years ago and um, moved to the Netherlands. And they said, this podcast is the perfect antidote for my longing for Britishness in my life. Loves listening Aww. to us, bicker away, and often finds them, so, I don't know if it's a girl or a boy, a lady or a man, guffawing embarrassingly in public. Oh, um, guffaw away. And enjoys torturing themselves by listening to us talk about TV basically they can't get access to unless it's on Netflix. Um, what? Yeah. So they don't, they can't access British television, but they're still listening to this podcast. That this is, is no, this is the craziest fact. I perhaps am the only listener who doesn't own a TV. 
I salute you. No, a lot of, a lot of the kids Hold these days don't have a TV, do they? They uh, watch stuff on their, yeah, their laptops and their, um, their tablets, uh, tablets and their iPhones. Yeah. They don't have TVs. What do you yeah, mean? A lot of young people. I know, these rare TV. people. I know, I, I'm with you, Steph, but yeah. still, we salute you, a European podcaster, and we thank all yeah. 104 plus the three in America, 107 mm. people. Well, I mean, I will be having a recount of the genuinely um, new ones. You know and what that... we'll see whether I can take the cake back. <laughs> no, there are no, Listen, no take backs. I'm unleashing it now, but you know what this means? What We've does it got, mean? We're going to have to cut this into 110 pieces yep. because there's 107 reviews plus four of us. It's beautiful. It's actually 111 pieces. I'll give you mm. the ceremonial knife. Yeah, it's a yeah. dagger. Boy, do you want to okay. do it? No, This is your humble no. Whilst we're no. doing some this, of us though... Got, some, of us, some of us have got to keep this got podcast bow on going. It. Kay is cutting into the cake. Yeah. Um, oh, it's so exciting. Oh, that, oh I think you might be. Yeah. Kay. I think maybe you Kay. should take it. Oh. Kay. This has been enormously exciting for me and Steph and John Dan a little bit, not at all for Boyd. I don't think but for John Dan. We'll either. be doing reviews news when we get new reviews um, coming in, maybe once a month, whatever. Well, also, I was going to say, why don't you, uh, you know, email, e- email us? I mean, text us. I mean, send oh us Boyd. your opinions about stuff as well, you know. Well, funny like, you should say that. We can that. read them out like they do on um, on uh, Wittertainment. Yeah. You know, well, it's funny you should say that a, because on. this was the bit to announce that actually, thanks to John Dan, we've now got yes, a Twitter account. That's what I meant. Twitter account. We've got a Twitter yeah, account. Yeah, or you can send us posts. You can at us uh, <laughs> yeah. Twitter account, which is called at Unmissables Pod. See, and we so have so far have nine followers. Now I'm not going to start campaigning for more followers because it's going to get out of control. I say a <laughs> hundred followers <laughs> by <Wow>. Christmas. <laughs> No. Oh my god! Right, that noise is John's head. A million head followers by the, the end of next week. A hundred followers oh, by look, Christmas. His scoffing voice again. Anyway. Right. Yeah, so get in touch with us if you've got any questions, suggestions, you like what I we've mean, reviewed. Kay's kind of mashed up a, the cake, it's sorry. A, it's a mash up. Mm, it's there a mash up, it's nice. Anyway, um, yeah, so I had to buy this cake in uh, in Patisserie Valerie in town. And I also, today, it's a very hectic day for me because I've had I'm doing two other podcasts and oh. going on Five Live. Poor reviewing boy. Five Lives TV Club. Oh, yeah. Five Lives TV <laughs> Club live at the BBC broadcast. Yeah. Yeah, so I was about to buy this bloody cake before I had to take the cake to the BBC. Oh God, did they go think it was security. for them? Everything you bring in, in, in the BBC now, you have to go through, there's literally like an airport style security device. Yeah. So you have to put your bag and your cake in a particular Valerie box <laughs> through security. And the bloke goes, oh, is that a cake? I went, yeah, it's a cake, yeah. And then I had to explain to everyone what the bloody hell I was doing with this massive cake from Patisserie Valerie. I hope you did some promo and just to tune in. Saying I did insist on, by the way, you were pleased to know, on Nihal, who hosts the show on Five Live every day, mm. between one and four, he said, what's your title at Heat? We had a whole thing about that. And I said, I, and, I'm, and I do the Unmissables podcast. Because they have an Unmissables thing on their show. They yeah. have a slot called The Unmissables. I what? know, you said this before. I said this before. Mm. And so then we have a little discussion who came up with it first. I think we might have done it simultaneously. I don't know. No, we came up with it first. We definitely right. did it first. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, come on. Enough cake talk. It's time for the meat. It's time for the meat. And we're going to start with The Bridge. Series four of the smash hit Scandinavian crime drama coming to BBC Two next Friday at nine o'clock. I happen to know that Kay Ribeiro has only recently caught up with this series, The Bridge. Mm. Series one, two, and three, haven't you? Yes. In time for series four, because you spent most of your time watching it next to me at your desk <laughs> at work. And I'm not saying it's not work. I'm just saying that's what she's been doing. That's hard work. Hard work. And also, I'd like Important to retract work. my statement that the tunnel was better. Already. A, that is big news. Early retraction. Early retraction. Yeah, Steph. I am, I am looking Retraction yeah. news. Yeah. There yeah, is because no, so the tunnel, This is the OG. We should say the tunnel was based on... This is the original. Yeah. 
the, sca- the Danish slash Swedish. As I said last week, is the bridge the tunnel? Yes, and the it is, is the, tunnel. the tunnel. Can I just ask another question? Yes. Is are they the same stories? We've as a. I believe we've explained before, but the we're first, to explain the first again. series, I'm not is go. the first series is the same story. Then they diverged. Oh right, yeah. And Remember. now they all they all have their own story. Yeah, they all have their own completely different thing. Gotcha. Essentially, it's it's the um, high functioning um, female detective who's a kind of maverick, um, kind of uncompromising in her the way she deals with people, and with a male colleague. So that kind of structure and that format, if you like, yep. that premise even is what. The first, what this shares with all the different versions, there's an American version as well, mm-hmm. and then they spin off into their own little worlds. And now we have, as Kay's about to explain in series four, where are we, Kay? This is my question in the world of the bridge. Okay, now before I say anything, I just got to say, look, I know a lot of people watch the bridge, and everyone's gonna hate us if we give any spoilers. So what I'm gonna do is I'm reading information that's on the official BBC website. So whatever I'm saying now, this is out there in the public. Don't domain. Name us. Yeah. Don't 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 hunt us down. Okay. So we're two years after we last saw Sega and Henrik. Is it Sega? Yeah. Or Saga? Sega I think they call it Sega, don't Sega. They? Okay. Sega. Sega Mega Drive. Um, Sega Mega Drive or Saga Insurance. Saga. Saga, Sega, Saga. Don't know. Anyway. Okay. You, say you say Saga, Sega. I say Sega. <laughs> Good joke. Um, anyway, so um, a woman is found brutally murdered um, at the base of the bridge, and it transpires that she's the ju- uh, general director of the migration agency in Copenhagen. And it's believed that the killer's motives was um, after a highly publicised deportation scandal. Okay. So with every series, there's some kind of like social commentary on what's going on. So this is right. all about the borders and um, immigration and people's feelings about it and underlying racism and stuff like that. Anyway, so the most shocking element about this is, and as I say, this is officially out there, is that Sega's actually in prison for her mother's murder. And so at the end of last series, she was being, she's under investigation, internal investigation, and it was all looking up in the air. You know, she'd kind of like been suspended from her duties. But now when we catch up with her, she's in prison. Henrik is like struggling because he cares for her greatly. That's her partner, um, her work partner. Her and work also partner, in, but is he a, her life partner? Yeah, they, they have, so well. she's very good. She has um, no strings attached sex. And so she's very clinical about like it. Like Elise. So, Yes, exactly. Because it's the same, yeah. <laughs> same I can't character. They're shag partners, not life I partners. I can't really get my head They're around. F-buddies. They're the same character. They F. Saga is Elise. Yes. Yes. Oh. I don't know why I'm finding this whole hard. Nor do I. Okay. It's called yeah. a, yeah. But you know how she's not called Elise, so it's not they've like the, the name. Same they changed the name, but they're the same character. So you well, know how... she's different. Um, she's French, isn't Jim, she? So she's not the same. Oh my god! Okay, no, 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 no. Right. Okay. Okay. No, wait a minute. I'll tell you. Okay. Right. So the tunnel is set obviously Britain and France. Yeah. So she's played by a French actress yeah. and character who's Elise. Yeah. This is um, Sweden, um, Denmark. Yeah. And so she's she's a, a Scandinavian character. She's like yeah. So the, she they are in no way she's the same. a Swedish character. They are in no way the same. Really, they're not. Are they? They okay. They are, but we'll just we'll skip over. Okay. It. So anyway, so Henrik's struggling to cope without her because you know they're work so well together and he's been paired up with a new Danish colleague who's also very abrasive and brash like Sega and his name is Jonas and together they have to kind of solve this um, mystery of who murdered um, the ge- the general director of the migration agency and it's all wrapped up in that. It's all wrapped up in that, Steph. Right. What did you think? So No spoilers. Okay, well... Why, in answer to your question though, the, the, okay. the tunnel... Right. It was a remake. It was a re... It was a, you know, it was a British for Sky 
remake of this show that started out in started out in Scandinavia, in Sweden and Denmark. So they took the format, yeah. the premise. I, yeah. Of, so they're not based exactly on the, the characters. Yeah, but, based on the characters. But right. they're not the same. So she what's isn't like saying, actually Elise. What's like saying a new version of Hamlet? No, because is, like is, when they do... So you know, like... No, it isn't. Elise. Because Hamlet is still the same person. Oh, that's a bad that example. Is, that is bad a bad example. example. <laughs> it's like when they did um, The Returned... Right, that was the yes. same. Yes, they were the, all the same. It was completely the same story when they did it in France, when they did it he, when they did it. In so the, the first here. series is exactly the same. Right. So in the first series, I well, would say not fine. exactly the same because well, they're different names. That's that's your point that you're making. Not exactly the same, but pretty much the same. That's apart the from thing. Names they're not names, the same. names, but who? Okay, well, who and is the equivalent of what's his face? Our guy. Yeah. So he like. was in it. Yeah, there was an equivalent. Who's now? There was an equivalent. He's not. He's not in it anymore. Yeah. He's not in it anymore. No. Well, then right. that's so There's not a new the same as the tunnel. No, but she's now got a new detective colleague um, who's from the other side of the country, the other country that's featured in the thing because it's about Denmark and Sweden and the... And the Danish. And the, I, yeah. I think people will understand why I think this is not the same. Okay. Anyway. Wait, wait, what do you think about this one? Right, so I've never watched The Bridge before, so I'm completely virgin to <laughs> I was going to say, duh. <laughs> Stop ganging up on me. You're all hopped up on cake. Right. Who saw okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I have to say, when I first started watching it, I was very confused as to why she was in prison. So I nearly texted her. I thought it was going to be very annoying. And then obviously you work out why. Um, so, no, without any spoilers, it's very gruesome. I mean, it was just fine, but I didn't find it in any way. Oh, my God, Kay's going to actually kill me. I didn't I'm just, find I'm just it. hiding the knife. <laughs> In any way as compelling as I did the tunnel. And that's not just because I had to read it, because it is a show you have to read. It was It's got subtitles. Yeah, as I mean that's what you say. Um I just it was just fine. I honestly I believe love it. In the similar way to when I started watching the chant tunnel and I was going to go into seri- series two or three and you said no Kate honestly go back to the beginning because you've got that friendship right. between the t- I think if you had watched the bridge if you went back yeah. to the okay. you'd, yeah. you'd feel differently you've got to go back and watch the first three series I don't really care about Saga sorry why did you care about Thingy Clements Posey Elise Elise in um, in uh, the tunnel and not and not Saga what's I, the difference I don't I can't put my finger on it <laughs> okay I don't know what it is I just I have you just I taken thought, against thought Saga again, is, it, is it a classic Steph well no. I think she's just unlikable is she unru- I don't know what it I was don't she reminded me a little bit of Charlize Theron if, you, if you'd watched just season four series four yeah. episode one if yeah. I just watched it as a standalone episode yeah. I wouldn't particularly warm to her it's like you don't it's warm all, to her but that's the whole point isn't it she's she's a spiky difficult yeah um, but you don't understand her in okay. the same way that if you watched okay. I'm I More just, it. yeah, it was just fine. Coming to it fresh. I think we've was, established it I mean, that's just the, fine. Okay. That's the real crime there. Two just words, just JF, fine. just fine. JF, K, get out. K, as, a, <laughs> as someone who has spent the la- most of the last few weeks watching um, mm. The Bridge, series one, two, and three, and who's also a fan of The Tunnel. She loved what? The Tunnel. Yeah. Yes, I know. That's why I'm asking. What I think do it's you this, think? I think it's brilliant because, as always, the crime is really smart and complex and, like, well thought through and social commentary. So obviously that's always standard, that's good. But it's always about, for me, the relationships between the colleagues, their personal lives, the love interests, all that. And getting to understand, I mean, it's all about Sega, Sega Saga. And, you know, I just think she's such a brilliant creation that even if you had 10 series, there'll be new stuff that you learn about her. There's so much depth to her and complexity that you just... You, she's just brilliant to watch. Right. So here's my issue with you. You just said, mm. right, that you preferred. So what did you start watching first? I can't remember. The bridge or the tunnel? The I mean, tunnel. They're both the same. So, yeah. Right. <laughs> Ooh. 
I mean, they're not from series two onwards, okay. but anyway, let's skip over. Right, so you watched, skip the, you watched the tunnel first? I watched the tunnel first. Okay, yeah. and now you prefer the bridge? Yeah, I... I Why? Yeah. <laughs> it's just... I don't know. This It's just... It's just... I think it's... I, I do like the tunnel. I still stand by that, but I just think this is better. I'm going to tell Stephen Delane. Oh, don't tell him. <laughs> and Clemence Posey. And Clemence Posey. They're both brilliant, but I think this is They're both the original. Good. Let me yeah. uh, interject with my uh, verdict on the fact that okay. the, the, I think I think what ha- what's happened. It's all about the experience, isn't it? You so because you two watched the bridge, the tunnel, the tunnel. Sorry, you watched <laughs> the tunnel on Sky. Yeah, and um, it is a, it's really good. They've done a brilliant job. They've done a brilliant job of turning this great idea into um, its own unique thing on Sky, the British-European version, and it's very clever. And, it's, and both Clemence Posey and Stephen Delane are brilliant. But I think when you go back and you watch this from the beginning, you realise okay, this is the original concept. So this whole... The tunnel would not exist without this. That's, that's made that crystal clear. So this is yeah. an iconic show mm. that has push back the boundaries of particularly Scandi Noir. I mean, it kind of invented, with The Killing, these those two shows, The Killing and this, invented the Scandi Noir movement that has changed the world of television, basically. So it just it an wouldn't even character. be a thing, The Tunnel, without this. So I think that's a key issue. So then you go back and you watch all, th- all of the three series. Um, the the um, richness of the character, mm. I think, is slightly more um, of, a, of a thing in, in for me in The Bridge than in The Tunnel. So I think um, Sophia Helen's Sophia Helen, Sophia Helen's um, performance and the her, what she's like visually and her reactions, uh, everything about her performance is kind of iconic. Mm. And much as I love Clemence Posey and I think she's brilliant, I, I think there is something unique about this version of that character. I think so. And it's also, a lot down a third to that. Of, I think Hans Rosenfeld. Hans Rosenfeld of of um, Marcella. Marcella fame mm. is the creator and writer. Kay and I went to see the screening and he was there doing the Q and A. And he was so brilliant, first of all, wasn't he? he yeah. Was, did we mention this already on the podcast? She was re- yeah, he was really good. But also, Sophia Helen. Like, They're all great. Yeah. The thing is, she's such an exceptional actress and the character is so iconic. What was nice is when we went to see the screening, they did this Q&A. And, she, and it sounds ridiculous to say because obviously she's an actor and she's playing a role. But she is so different from the role of Sega. Like she's there, you know, her hair was all up. She looks, you know, she's very feminine and like mm. bubbly and warm, completely the opposite of her character on screen. So you realise what a stretch it is and how it will get Yeah, she said how she talks about how it affected her playing this um okay, this character. Right. Because you've said, okay, I am mm. going to watch the bridge from the beginning now. Yeah. yeah. Because I loved the tunnel so much yeah. and I have to say I I'm going to find it very hard to believe that I could like the uh, Here's my but prediction. If, but I know Kay loved the tunnel Here's yeah, my prediction. Much, yeah. After thir- so the 10 episodes each in the first three series, after 30 episodes, 30 yeah. hours yeah. of Sophia Helen um, as Saga Noron, you're going you're gonna to admit that she's better. She's better. She's I a better character, better okay. performance. Well, and that's we'll the key. See. And um, I think visually it's brilliant as well. I mean, mm. visu- it's different. So a lot of this is all about that. The, literally the bridge that goes from yeah, Sweden you see to Denmark is, is a you see it on a driving across it yeah. in a car. It's all it's more iconic, I guess. Oh, and the, the opening line. credits, the opening and credits, the song. everything, the whole, the music, the performances, the visuals, the Scandinavian, even the even the interiors. You know, there's a whole there's a lot of Scandinavian interior going on. Well, <laughs> yeah, better than IKEA, even mm. if you can imagine such a thing. It's that it's high it's high end. I'm talking high end. Okay. Um. Anyway, I 
this opens with, I think, was all I wanted to say was, without spoiling anything. Yeah, because this has been a very good non-spoiler. It has. So it opens with the grimmest murder. Oh, And, yeah. and I don't want to even give away what it is, because I think it is it's such a shocker, isn't it, that opening killing and the technique, the method by which this woman, this poor woman has been killed. And by the way, Symbolic. we should mention that um, that the creator made it very clear at the Q&A that they're killing men and women because he doesn't want it to be a whole, there's a whole thing at the moment about all, all, every TV show is about women being killed. They're equal opportunities. Yeah. So when you first, because it is quite such a shocking scene, this poor woman, how she gets killed mm. in the opening, in this, of this first episode of The Bridge. But, as will happen, and I've already I've seen episode two. Have you watched episode two yet? No, no, yeah. I've watched episode two. So then, again, without spoiling it, it's a lot of stuff happens. It's not about her gender, but is the bottom line as to why she's killed. That's that's Equal that's not spoiling anything. Both that's not spoiling anything. Um, the atmosphere, bastards. the um, the uh, the supporting characters, the way that, like in Marcella, he introduces he introduces other characters that are going to be basically suspects, and and you can't get a grip on them, and they're all doing mysterious, weird stuff. He's such a master at creating an uneasy world of weird, mysterious characters. And you don't know what they, why they're doing what they're doing. You know, it's, it's so clever. So it's brilliant. But he also said that, which I liked. So he said when he does like eight episodes or 10 episodes, nine and 10 will be like a feature oh, length yeah. film for him. And then he draws everything from the previous episodes into it so that he's got nothing ultimately in like seven or whatever. And then he just throws in red herrings. No, he said, it was brilliantly honest. So yeah, he said that if you go back and watch, is there only eight episodes of this series? And someone asked him why are there are only eight when you normally do 10. And he said, um, it, when, if you look at the episode eights of the previous series, not much happens in them because yeah. he's compressed all the action into the first seven episodes. That he runs out of plot in episode eight, and then he's got his nine and ten all done. So, so there'll so, be like strands of storyline. But going to there. admit that, you know what I mean, yeah. in pu- publicly, I think it's so good. That shows how confident and um, he's so entertaining. Can I just also say this is not a spoiler. There is one thing that happens in this episode with a piece of pottery, and it absolutely <laughs> freaked me out because if if you if you listen to the podcast regularly, you'll know that RK is very creative and she okay. uh, okay. and she loves a little bit of pottery and I, I think what we need to do is put a photograph of what Kay's made and what this other person's made up side by side on the internet because it is freaky how similar these things are. And I'm starting my pottery course up again so I might start uh, factoring. Big news, big news, big pottery news. <laughs> before yeah. um, before we end up recording an eight hour podcast mm. like a, the whole Ooh, series that's of unlike you. how many stars and this is the comment I mean I know I'm guessing Kay's going to go with a big star rating. There could be no how less many? than five for five. me. So five from me this is the big question is mm. is Steph going to see the other ways? I'm going to say four because I I've four for effort. <laughs> what was the phrase you kept using? Wait. Just good, just, just enough, fine. just fine, oh, just don't, fine. Don't say yeah, that again. Yeah, yeah, but I don't. Right, I'm going to the, watch them and then we'll come back to this. Listeners, the way more than just fine, the bridge, the exceptional series four, the last ever series, begins next Friday on BBC Two, not BBC Four, BBC Two BBC on Friday nine o'clock. Watch it. <laughs> Part two of the meet. I mean, you know, a few more hours to go. Um, <laughs> Is Netflix's new eight part again? Eight mm. part is can be no coincidence. Clearly, eight part is clearly it's the, the maximum. Oh, it's also eight parts. Everyone um, is the magic number. It's their new serial from the people who did the five on Sky One a while ago. It's Harlan Coben's. Is to give it its full title, Safe. And Harlan Coben is a brilliant author of mystery, thriller, crime novels. He's the master of plotting and of brilliant endings. This show stars um, Michael C. Hall 
of Dexter and Six Feet Under fame as Tom. He's a pediatric, sur- pediatric surgeon. He's a single father of two teenage daughters. His wife died of cancer. And he's also having, he's kind of having a thing with his next door neighbour. He's having it off with a neighbour. He's having it off with a neighbour, Amanda Abington, who plays Sophie, who you find out, not immediately, and I think very cleverly, is a police cop. Yeah. Um, she seems like a normal kind of mother of, of yeah. kids and but having an effect. Cops but can be mother. She's yeah. a de- exactly, and she is. She's a detective. And it all kicks off when one of his teenage daughters goes to a party and does not come back. Mm. Steph. Mm-hmm. I'm coming to you yes, because I'm a huge fan yeah. of every, everyone to do with the show. I mean, it's, this is yeah. literally like a dream scenario for yeah. me. But is it, like scena- is it a dream scenario? Yeah, yeah I, there's a Sherlock woman in it. You know, I'm just starting with Sherlock. <laughs> Apparently, it's all I ever go on about. It is all what about you? About. Yeah, I absolutely loved it. I re- I was a huge fan of The Five. Um, do you remember when I accosted that actor on the, on the tube and told him that I loved him? Your mate. He was in the five. I can't remember what his name is. He was very, he was okay. very nice. Um, yeah, the five was brilliant. This is also brilliant. Um, is Michael C. Hall? Have I? Was he British? Is he British in any way? I was no. Very, so his I didn't know this. His accent is incredible. His accent is like. Except I was watching it and I and Boyd was saying, oh, I think he was having a chat with John Dunn saying something about Dexter. And I was like, wait a minute, what? He's American. It is the best well, British accent by American well, the I've ever I've, heard. I, this, I watched Six Weeks Under and I watched Dexter. And I was like, has he been has he been British this whole time? And I just didn't realise. No, five stars for the accent. Yeah, I love the whole thing. It's incredibly intriguing. I love the way that he just weaves these tiny little details in and you have to sort of pay attention to make sure you you get it. Um, the only thing about this that I just was slightly off for me, without giving too much away, is there's a bit of a, a comedy of errors element to it with um, some of the characters. And do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, I think so. And I don't know the whether... Neighbors. Some of the neighbours, yeah. something happens, uh, a situation happens, they have to they have to deal with it. Um, and it's a just, I don't know whether that tone oh. quite sits in it oh. I for do, me. I know yeah. what you mean, but then I, I quite liked it because it made it realistic. Yeah. It was actually, if yeah. something had we happened. What, we know what you're referring to, but yeah. you're just wrong. Because that, I thought that tone, oh. tonal um, thing was brilliant because it made it different. And it's got a kind of black comedic quality, like a Coen Brothers feel to me yeah like a I Fargo didn't enjoy that oh bit. I love that I didn't stuff. enjoy that fast. but you didn't have that in the five so I was kind no, of different. not expecting yeah, it's definitely different, that totally. at all yeah, yeah. but it's it's in real stark contrast to the rest of it that, because Michael C. Hall's character is this desperate father trying to find his daughter and then you sort of cut to this calamitous situation and I, for me that doesn't quite okay. work okay yeah, I think I do. I do disagree. Yeah, I th- I loved that. I thought one of my favorite things about it was that you've got these um, like nouveau riche type people. So the whole thing is set. Yeah. The, the the title safe refers to they're all in a gated community. So it's in a very middle class, upper middle class um, area. Kind of it doesn't explain where it was all filmed in Manchester, mm. and um, or you know a suburb. Lovely of Manchester. houses, lushly mm. visu- visually, mm. and you know all of this stuff. You know we talk about cinematic TV, but again another. Very, very lu- yeah. lush, colourful. I like the vibrancy of the look of it. Like not it avoided that kind of you know the cliche of dark noirish things. For example, it doesn't look anything like the bridge, for example, which is its own look. It, it's, mm. it was very bright, even though the subject matter is dark. But I, I like the fact there was a blackly comedic quality to it. And I think all the way through, not just in that, in, in, in I know what you're referring to without spoiling it. The neighbours, what the neighbours are getting up to, because I think that um, even like so, for example, I loved Amanda Amington in it playing this. Policeman, you don't realise a policeman until 
she yeah. she goes literally goes to the station and she starts investigating stuff. She's like, my oh. favourite thing about yeah, it. Yeah, she's so good because it's such a human character who happens to be... And then she's lumbered with a new um, other cop who arrives that day at the station who's this woman who's mysteriously spiky. She is weird. She's weird. And she, again, she's quite almost like funnily... She, why is she being so difficult? Mm. The, 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 the but new she, was the police, she was the police woman in that other um, thing, wasn't she? Wasn't she in The Five? Oh, she may have been in the Yeah, she yeah. was the same yeah. Um And we've got Mark Warren as his um, gay best friend, as Tom's gay best friend, who's also very funny. And it, so I think it has got a wryly comedic, a, sl- a did, more comedic tone. I did not get that he was gay. In well, this, he is. He, I so, didn't get that at all. I didn't get that at first, and Boyd said it was mentioned in the first Did you watch one or two episodes? It's, it's, one. A, a no, I watched two. I watched two episodes. Uh, well, it definitely made it clear. I think oh, yeah, he explicitly says, <laughs> like, yes. towards yeah. the end of, oh, I think, it? yeah. 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 Um, but there's a little moment in episode one quite early on where they, he makes a reference to someone being, him fancying some some guy, I think. It's quite subtly done. Okay. It's not it's not over-egged, but he is... Right. He is uh, he's I suppose that's what's good about it, it's subtlety. Yeah. It's subtlety mixed with very... You're like, all the characters are introduced so well... Um, so skillfully by Danny Brockhurst who wrote the script so um, Harlan Coburn comes up with the storyline Brockhurst writes the script it's a brilliant combination because Coburn is a genius mm, of plotting, plotting and creating yeah. these uh, storylines these multiple things happening at the same time and I guarantee like The Five was the greatest ending ever you, we, we all I think agreed on that yeah I love it. I don't know what happens with this but I, I asked I The Five is genius and you could not have guessed it in no. a million years and name drop I interviewed Amanda Abington and Michael C. Hall together Bong. and I said to them what was Bong. your reaction was the ending is satisfying and they were like yeah you will not the ending's going to blow you your believe mind it. it's so satisfying how he ties up all his threads and, and his solution to his mysteries are so brilliant so I can't wait I, this is I mean, I, it's literally perfect for me I like this even more than can the you see because all the elements people might so think that that jars I, a bit. I know what you mean I think it's daring I think it's daringly um, I uh, you know the thing that people I've all, I, the thing that people say a lot about fil- in film reviews. I think I've touched on this before. Tonally, they say it's all over the place. Mm. That's a phrase that crops up in a lot of film reviews. Do you know who I think it is? So Lloyd, this is a bit tonally interesting. It does it does go. It, th- those neighbours are quite comic in some ways. Right. But I think it works totally. I love that. Shall I tell you what the other thing is about yes. it? The reason why I think tonally it was wrong for those characters to be like that is because Leila Russo, who plays. Um, one of Leila Ruas. Yeah, Leila Ruas. From Football as Wives. Right, yeah. Mm. That's the thing. So I think for me, the last time I saw her on screen was Football as Wives. And then to see her in a role where I thought she was going to be serious and then see her being slightly comical, it just no, it felt great. like a different oh, show. no, I love it. Yeah. Nigel favorite. Lindsay's the, 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 the guy from um, Four Lines is also quite, I mean, he can do anything, but he's also quite, but they're supposed to be quite funny. They're, they're, for me, they're like, I totally identify, they identify, but you meet these people all the oh time. Oh my God, I mean, yeah. Like, that's the thing, and, they're believable. And they? also the, the challenges they're facing, I think if I were to deal with them, I would deal with them, it would be a yes. fast because it's like, oh. Right. You know. That's so true. That's so important because it's all about the believability of their reactions to what they're dealing with and what's happening. And I think every step of the way, even though they are, they're, they're quite funny, the situation they're dealing with, they're not going to give it away, everything they do and say to each other is kind of real. I think it's yeah, more of real. Yeah, of course. If it was Think, less uh, farcical, yeah. it wouldn't be real. Right. Be like, how would you be so well-equipped? Okay, put the finger on anyway, just Finger on the nail. Okay. Finger, hit the nail on okay. the head. I think that one of the best things about this is how expertly interwoven all the mini sto- stories are yeah. and the characters are, and I can't wait to see how it ends. There's a French teacher, finally, played by Audrey uh, Fleuro. Who is in Spiral. Spiral. So it's great cast. <sighs> Brilliant. Emmett Scanlon from The Fall and Hollyoaks is brilliant as Amanda Amington's um, estranged... 
husband partner yeah husband, husband who's living in a caravan living in a caravan in the driveway mm. all of these things are weird but so it's like how do you come up with this version of this mystery you've created five stars five stars four and a half stars I I mean I've seen two have you seen two yeah I've seen two but I can't I'm... wait to see the whole bloody thing yeah me too on Netflix all in one go Friday the 10th of May it's I mean we have to wait quite a long time acquisition for Netflix it's it's um it's the first it's, this was made for Netflix so right. Red Productions who made the five and you know yeah run by Nicola Schindler who did way back when Queer as Folk was like their first ever mm. thing and they do all, like, most of Russell T Davies's stuff so Netflix wanted a their own unique new thing from this team and so they created it for them and it's it's, it's one of their few proper British even though it's yeah because you Hall. don't see a lot no like it's that. a rare British but the whole thing is conceived as a British must watch binge series in eight in eight parts that and so the whole thing is like designed yes you're going to binge on it all in one go when it arrives on netflix it's maybe you want to read more uh, well some harlan coben books I'm oh, i'll lend you some coben i'll bring yeah. some coben in okay he's a genius and a lovely man by the way oh is he yeah oh. bong finally bong. big bong total bong situation yeah. finally and in huge contrast oh carnage oh lord uh, this is a sky one slash now tv Original production in which, well, Steph, I believe it's your turn well, to describe the premise yep. of our final piece of meat. I'll do it. What gives? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say, guys, pogs out there, I watched that Mad Max film, the remake, and I hated it. So you can imagine my displeasure when thrust upon me was viewing this terrible show. Fronted by Freddie Flintoff, Lethal Bizzle, and Vic Hope, where people go into the desert with cars that they have modified and they race around tracks and they try and um, get each other off the track. And there's other cars that come out to try and push them off, and they've got all of these bits of metal coming out at various points and fire and explosions. I mean, it just keeps going like that, knocking each other out until they get to the end where they're just left with one person. And it's like... Until someone dies. Yeah. It's, it's lovely, like, no teams people of died people. In the no, but it's very dangerous. It is dangerous. I don't know how dangerous. they got the insurance. Well, who knows? So it's in the desert and... Right. Very dangerous. So there's the teams of people. So they, they explain, oh, this is our ridiculous car that we've made and we've taken a Ford Fiesta and we've put a bit of a tractor on it and and made some sharp things on it and then they go round and round and round this track. As I said, it's like Mad Max the game show, isn't it? So it, it's <laughs> so and it, but the, the interesting thing is they don't even pretend it's not um, inspired by no. Mad Max. They mention Mad Max in the first sentence of the show, the voiceover. There's a, one of the teams is called the Mad Max Appreciation Society and all these vehicles are are designed to look like they're out of Mad Max. And where they film it looks like it's where they film Mad Max. Are the outfits they're wearing Mad Max inspired? Yeah, yeah. they are. Oh, oh right. Oh, it's so, so rubbish. I mean, I mean my main question is, have, have, what permissions do they get from the Mad Max people? I know. George Miller and... Yep, yeah. good point. Because also they're called the... So the heats are the grid, the yes. desert race, yes. the scrapyard, and it, and it culminates in the dome. I know. I don't... I know. This, you know what? Listen, you very angry. I absolutely can get down with Freddie Flintoff anything he does. Oh, I yeah, we could all get down with but him. I wish they'd stop throwing these ridiculous shows at him. He's like good at this kind of game show, though. Oh, he, he did that ITV one, Grace. didn't he? Did the, yeah. the swimming one. Yeah, what was that called? The wipeout one. Yeah, 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 wipeout. With the big bouncy thing. Kay, you're the world's biggest Andrew Flintoff fan. Andrew yeah, Freddie she Flintoff does. Fan. She does. I know you love a ramped up car. You love them. 
I mean, you're always going on about them. And you're a huge fan of Mad Max. I know mm. that. What did, you think? what did you think? Do you agree with Steph's frankly damning indictment but of Carnage? Crap. Do you know who I think will like this? I think my friend Steph, who's got two sons, Ben and Bo, who love cars and love this. How kind. old are they? They're like 10. And yeah. They're probably not. Yeah. Apologies for not. But they're very young. Ankle biters. And they will like this because... This is completely up their street. So I think it's for young yes. young boys or yeah, young adults would like it. But well, girls that are into cars. Yeah, of course. And Mad Max. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. It's like Robot but Wars, but kind of bigger. Car, yeah. So I never knew what Lethal Bizzle looked like. So I didn't actually know it was him. So I'm watching him, this guy like strutting around in these goggles on his head. And I was like, what are you doing? It's got a very silly name. And then Vic Hope, who I also didn't know who was. And I was like, why have they put her in this like Oh yeah, why do you know bask? why? Huh? Do you know who she is? No. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me. I oh, like, she's she's a she's presenter a who's presenter. going out with someone from Raksu, apparently. But uh, like, I just her outfit for some reason it just irked me because I was like, oh, why have they put her in this skimpy, studded top? I, I got annoyed by that, and I'm not usually like. And she's got know. her legs right, really. Up, yeah, and, her legs and I was out. like, this put is some trousers on. It's cold, love. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, it's well, it's in the, the desert. The, it's probably quite hot. Well, she was well, Boyd. Riddle me this: Why was she wearing a coat on her top half then? If it wasn't cold for the for the look, she for the was wearing a coat. I just I felt I felt like yeah, it wasn't needed, I and I was a bit saying. like, okay, if we're gonna have some equality here, why don't you get I don't know Freddie and some Freddie and leather pants. studded. Freddie in pants is on. Is, Freddie is in pants on his Netflix account, by the way. <laughs> well, fine, <laughs> looking That's, buff. But yeah, I mean, yeah. overall, it'll like is entertaining, but not for me. Much NFN. like the cars, it's huh? going to crash and burn this thing. It is. Oh, it is oh, going to. It's awful. It. You're Did you pre-think that? That was good. No, it's just literally just off the top of my Shoot head. Shoot live ammo. Um, yeah, right. Can I tell you why it's so awful? Right. Well, so I think you've told us a bit already, <laughs> yeah, but if you I want to carry on about it, we've, we've got a few so more hours I to go. I think the presenters are not good, but also, right, I don't, I don't under, like, what is the point of ramming these things off? The, what, what is the point to it? I don't get the point. Because people get off on watching big, huge Cars. It's yeah. like um, it's like in America. There's loads of these things, aren't there? Truck road thingy and monster, uh, truck, monster trucks. That's oh what yeah, we're... monster trucks. And that thing yeah. in um, okay. the thing in that film, um, the Steven Soderbergh film, that big, huge, rammed up cars smashing into each other is a whole thing. That people and people love. love car. You know, Top Gear. It's all those people who like. Yeah, that kind if you learn to talk, petrol heads. But there's not enough technical elements in it to be, for petrol oh, okay. heads to really like it. Do you know oh, what I mean? I so there, there's not. No, there isn't enough of them talking about how they design the cars. It's made you very, like angry. very angry. Well, I just hate this. If kind of you're crap. into the idea of a 22-ton monster mutant truck smashing into another 22-ton monster mutant truck, then you will enjoy it. They I thought I, I was mainly intrigued by how much it was influenced by Mad Max. Mad Max Fury Road is a masterpiece and is one of my probably in my top ten films of all time. This wasn't in my top 10 TV shows of all time. <laughs> so, but it is NFM. It's not for me either. Yeah, NFU, not, not for us. Yeah. Um, but as I think Kate's right. It's, it's, for, it's for teenage it's for boys. Bay. It's not for the pops. Any girls that are into cars. How many stars, Kay, are you giving Carnage? I'm giving it three stars. Steph, I, I dread to think. How many stars are you giving Carnage? Remember Freddie? Do you know what? For Freddie. FF. One. Oh my Ooh, god! I'm giving it three. Fish. I'm gonna give it three. Um, Carnage, give it a try it out yourself. It's try it, on you might like it. Sky One and Now TV on Sunday the sixth of May at eight o'clock. That's our meet. I'm taking the editorial decision not to have question time because we've got to have our quick spoiler discussion. Very oh, quick, of as promised in the beginning. As promised. So if you don't want to know what happens in the end of Avengers: Infinity War. Tune out and we'll see you next week. If you do want to have a little little, little heated discussion about what happens at the end of Infinity War, then you can carry on listening now. 
So Kay hasn't seen um, the Avengers, so she's left the room just because she We've might see it. We've told her to sod off. That's what we said. But you two have. John, John's got, now got a microphone. Welcome, John. Hello. Pushing him out of the boundaries with a spoilerific Avengers. So I went to see you. You went to the big, you both went to the big critic screening last week. Did you go to the quick? Yeah, I saw you, but you were too far away in the queue and I didn't want to make a scene. So I, here's my take. I, this is what I wanted okay. to get. I wanted to do, right. I'm using, I'm abusing the fact that I've got access to a podcast to um, give my take right. on. I really enjoyed it. Should, we, so just, is, should we just set the premise of what, what Avengers Infinity War premise is? Me up. The only thing is, go if on. they've got to the point where yeah. they're willing to hear spoilers, they probably know what I think Okay, so. fine. Yeah. All right, go on then. As, everyone, as any shoot. fool know, as everyone knows, this is the culmination of... 19 is it 19 films yeah and all the different all the major characters so far in the marvel cinematic universe most of them almost all of them come together the old avengers the new ones like doctor strange and spider-man's joined in young spider-man and um and they're all coming together black panther and they're fighting thanos who I don't know why I'm explaining the plot now, even though as you said, as John's quite, quite uh, but I'm just reminding just everyone, a it's a culmination situation. Yeah. It's a, the ultimate crossover. All the fucking characters, there's like dozens of them. Yeah. They all get their own bit. Go into the galaxy, everyone, and they're all battling this Thanos CGI character played by James Brolin, who was great. I Josh he, Brolin. Josh Brolin. Sorry, James Brolin's his dad. So mm. That's how old I am. And I thought Thanos was great. One of the because I think they have a villain problem generally. I thought the villain in Black Panther was the best villain. Yeah. But this one was really good, yeah. for, especially for a CGI yeah. character. Very effective. Great plan to destroy half of the universe. All of that was great. I quite I like the funny interaction between all the different superhero connections. Particularly loved Iron Man and Doctor Strange's little bickering. I thought that was brilliant. I thought Cumberbatch was in great form. Enjoyed all of it. Then it gets to this famous ending, which is already infamous. <clears throat> Which is a big spoiler. So the thing is, before this, before <laughs> Avengers: Infinity War came yep. out, everybody in the community that talks about these kinds of things, everybody the knew. Nerd community. That, like, but we all knew yes. that there was going to be a big death. We knew that we, but our, they, we did. We, it, okay. it was like, and then so I would talk with my friends. Yeah. Okay. I'd talk with my friends and say, "Oh, who do you think is going to be the person who's killed off? Okay. The one person that's killed yeah. off." But as you. Right. right, so there are deaths throughout. Yeah. I mean, there yeah. are people killed de- off. Idris goes in the first Idris, yeah. <laughs> two seconds. Yeah, and then Loki. Yeah, and other and um, what's the name from the Guardians? Ga- Gamora. Gamora, yeah. which is really effective. That was a really good scene. Yeah. That was great. So for me, all of this was great, and I thought this is great, and it's all leading up. And of course, this is the first part. That's the other thing. You forget because you're so involved in this two and a half hour epic. Bring that it's it's the prelude to this next. The Avengers Four coming out next year, the second half of this mm. culmination of all this stuff happening. Long story short, my big issue is the fact that they kill off mm. all half of the these characters, conveniently leaving the original Avengers. They're not the ones that die, but Black Panther, Spider Man, Doctor Strange. These characters all die at the end of this film and die in inverted commas. I thought it was so silly. Because we know, what? we know, we all know we're adults. We know that there's going to be a sequel to Black Panther. There's definitely already they're, they're, they're talking about the making the, the next Spider-Man film. Yeah. There's clearly going to be another Doctor Strange film. Why pretend? It's a it's a absolute nonsense that they're going to they're not going to come back. I... So all you're left with is this big empty gesture of oh we're killing off all these characters. Bear in mind they've already effectively killed off th- three, which I like, which I thought was clever and smart and unexpected and well done and had gravitas and weight. I didn't. I thought it was glib and a desperate kind of attempt to make everything seem, oh, it's all so deep and meaningful and we're dealing with death. Because you know they're all going to come back. There's I no way they're not coming just, back. Right, okay. Right, you know that. I think there are, I, know, I do think there are people out there who are not 
like us and don't read like read everything and know everything that will be like oh my god they're all dead i do think people will think that i don't think everybody thinks all of those characters are going to come again because they know that such and such is in production um to defend <laughs> steph slightly yeah. yeah i did see someone who i'm not sure knew whether any of those characters yeah. were coming back and he was a child i, I can't imagine he's oh, okay. older than six years old dressed in full <laughs> spider-man garb <laughs> Looking absolutely defeated. I do think people think that they die. Yeah, <laughs> no, but, no, no, but, no. But, children, but, sure. But children do watch this but as well. Of course. So that doesn't mean that the film course. is not successful. But because... I just don't see how any grown adult can come out of it apart without feeling, oh my God, what a powerful thing. Well, I, tell, so, well, um, I was just going to flip it around for you. Okay. So the other way of looking at it is, okay, which is what I thought. It's like, are, th- are they all going to come back? Which of those characters is definitely not coming back, has died for real? That's what the I three thought. at the beginning. Yeah. The okay. Three, well, uh, so you I do. S- but that is a question, isn't it? Like of all the people that's that, fine, that, that are fading much, away. We, I posit this theory. Sorry, John. Wouldn't it be much more effective the, the the deaths that were not as part of the climactic? We're killing everyone. Half of them thing. Half of the universe. And by the way, who decides which half of the universe is dying? And how does it decide? I mean, totally how does that random. work? Yeah, totally random. Wouldn't it be? It would be really effective if the people who did die were dead and they've gone, and then it, it could have ended with Thanos clearly winning out and triumphing and about to destroy half of the universe. And that could have been it. This for me, and I think, very interesting. So it's a packed cinema, public showing. Everyone was like muttering and kind of not, I don't feel there was a big, I didn't, I didn't think there was a big positive response to this film. I, well, I think the totally ending totally ruined it. Anyway, John, what were you going to say? I'm, I'm going into fan theory territory now. Okay. Um, so the reason, my, my initial thought, I agreed with you. I thought, because I'm, I'm into all this stuff, I thought, firstly, actually, in the Infinity Gauntlet comic series, he does succeed um, at first and does kill half of the universe. So real nerds would have known that this is where the first um, film is ending. Uh, but also, so I, I saw Spider-Man and Black Panther go, and I thought, after the amount of money they just made off Black Panther, <laughs> yeah. there's no way they're right. binning him off after one film. However, I've since realised that I think it will make the stakes higher in the second film because it means that all those characters that you thought were going to die, your Robert Downey Jr.'s and your Chris Evans, they're probably going to have to die to win in the long run and those will be more legitimate deaths. Is that is that worth the payoff, having to wait a year for those payoffs? Probably not. Right, okay. Let me just say, yeah. okay, yeah. fine. You're not happy with the ending. No. I loved the ending. I thought it was brilliant. Um, right, at what point, though, up, up until the ending point, as a film, what did you think? Oh, I really liked it. I said you, that. I loved right, it. I really thought it was did. great. I thought it, it, I mean, it's not my favourite of, I, I prefer, I can say it now, I prefer standalone films with beginning, middles and ends. So I liked, I really like Doctor Strange. I really like Black Panther. I'm, I prefer those over the Avengers films, to be honest. And I, it's, it's the same, like, my taste is not to, even in like, so there's huge big war scenes in this, huge big mm. battle scenes, which are incredible, epic things, which are brilliantly done. But I prefer the intimate moments, and generally, in, it's like the Game of Thrones thing argument we had. Right. But I, I prefer yeah. the episodes which aren't a huge battle sequence. I know you're the totally big... wrong about that. Right? Well, I'm right about that. So for me, <laughs> Black Panther is a way better film. I'm saying this now than this film as a film, as oh, a piece of Boyd. storytelling. This is kind of like a wrangling. This is brilliantly wrangled. They've brilliantly wrangled the characters and the story, and it's like they knew they've, they've set themselves. That it's like a task fulfilled brilliantly, rather than. A film, and I think in the future, honestly, I'm this rather pompous and slightly arrogant of me, but I'm saying in 10, 20 years' time, when you look back on these films, people are going to go, 
that was a thing that they wrangled, and it was part one of a two-part story, by the way, and how annoying is that? But as a film in its own right, it's not a, it's not a coherent, satisfying thing, particularly with the ending. That's my issue. I Whereas tr- Black Panther, you know, those... those I just th- thought it was so... I thought what could be clunky when you bring lots of characters together. Sometimes oh, it yeah. can. It is so clunky. Absolutely. You know. I mean, let's just say Batman, Superman, Wonder <laughs> oh. Woman. That was incredibly. That kind of Justice was incredibly clunky. League yeah, was League. diabolical. Right. I mean, that's literally but how bad this, it can get. But this was. I. I felt that this was seamless the way they brought them together, and it didn't feel like you didn't. They didn't feel like they created weird situations for them to to meet. It all actually flowed really, really well. And I thought I all three you. acts were really no, good. I, I, right, literally up until that ending, it, it did as well as it could have done. But still, even then, I think, just, just as a kind of concept and premise... It's less, that's my personal taste. It's less satisfying but, than those standalone great, the right. best Marvel superheroes. But did you films. think? I mean, I also thought like the alliances between individual yeah, Avengers no, no. were believable, and yeah. also I enjoyed the fact that they didn't not they would everyone didn't make up. They didn't all become like really good friends. They weren't, you know, like Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man didn't suddenly make up with Captain America. It wasn't all fine. They were still they were just coming together for the, mm. to defeat I mean, they this person. Did. They didn't really. They did. Did, I don't, I don't, I don't think agree. they even talked to each other. No. They don't get any contact Iron Man and Captain America oh Captain America I mean yes. I, okay. can, I, can I just say the yeah. huge highlight for me was I think um, Thor and Star-Lord yeah. all yeah. of those scenes totally. that, I mean that, that was early. just amazing yeah. they get separated pretty it quick it was so <laughs> yeah. I thought it was so well done that and I actually loved like the whole stuff with um everything with Thor who actually is my least favourite I really yeah, enjoyed Thor used to be film. a bore. Ragnarok reinvented the last the last two films Thor's been he's skyrocketed up to my favourite because I didn't like it I didn't like I didn't like Thor in general so I haven't even watched Ragnarok honestly try Ragnarok Ragnarok Thor Ragnarok I mean I'm saying it here now I think it might be a better film even that because it's a coherent it's a comedy and it's a very coherent and brilliantly achieved comedic superhero film this is what it is, what it is, and it's my own personal taste. But the, go on. The big team ups, although I think they hint hint to this throughout, but the big team ups for me feel like, and I, I I'm actually saying this to someone who really likes them. They feel like a big old soap opera. They're like the biggest yeah, budget soap opera ever, yeah. with the big cliffhangers Absolutely. and characters, and yes. I quite like that personally. But I can yeah. understand where you're coming from. It's I enjoy it. I enjoy it for what it is. I enjoy it as it's as it's happening, and I think that you, it is like a serial. It's a big serial TV drama. This is what they were trying to do, and they have done it. In, in huge, big cinematic form. And that's very entertaining and very enjoyable as it's going on. It's more like when you step back of it. I, when I step back from it, I think, and I look at them as films in their own right, I don't feel this film, Avengers Infinity War, is anywhere near going to be considered a, a, a great piece of film, a great film in its own right. As I a, a great example, I don't. You see, that's what I what, think. Yeah. What about um, loads of people have been comparing this, particularly because of the ending, to... The Empire Strikes Back right. tonally. Does that? Yes. See, that's the thing. I, the, the genius of the Empire it is like the Empire Strikes Back is, yeah, that's a brilliant, brilliant comparison. Is the, the absolute classic of the middle entry where there's another big, where it ends you know on a cliffhanger. Gonna, yeah, yeah. But, it, but it satisfies in its own right and it doesn't feel like it's grasping for meaning and impact. I don't know, this where, you're totally, getting that. I don't oh, know where you're getting that from at all. Steph, it should have ended. We're not moving enough to have him successfully. It's about to destroy half the universe. That's not enough. Is They've got to glibly kill off Half these characters you know are going to come back. You know they're going to come back. That's not... Uh, I but don't you, feel that's right, not okay, powerful. I, I was ab- left knew. absolutely empty and... Um, 
slightly irritated that I was, my intelligence was being insulted. And anyone, anyone who knows these films knows they're going to come back. It's like, so what? So it's clearly going to be a time thing as well, a time travel thing, isn't it? It's the only but way out there of any, it. So they'll travel back in time and they'll be alive. But isn't there fun. any enjoyment in, in, in oh, understanding really? that how they're, go, how they're going to get them back? Knowing that in the next one they Some, are going to... Some, but I feel that's... that's I give again, so that you feels would like say, an exercise okay, rather right. than a genuine piece of storytelling. So you would say it was completely unnecessary to kill them off. You would have just had Absolutely. them be where they are and you would have had Thanos looking like... Or do that even better. Do what you're... If you want to do that, fine. But do that in the next film. Don't leave that as your cliffhanger. Don't leave that as your ending. Leaving everyone feeling empty and slightly unsatisfied I completely do you know what everyone I've spoken to have seen it has absolutely loved it I, I think oh no there's a lot of people who agree with me I, I think you I don't know I don't really understand why you think that's unsatisfying because if you're going to see that anyway why not see it at the end of this film why does it matter because this feels like they're playing a trick on you they've played a trick on you and they're trying to and, and they're using this device you know, as a way of as a way of bu- building up the next the next film. Whereas there was a way, I think it was a way of ending it satisfyingly, showing the victory of Thanos without milking it and tr- and trying to fool us but into ta- thinking that any of these characters right. are dying. But taking when not. into account that I do believe that there are people out there who believe that those characters are dead now. Kids, but, only kids, surely. Oh, literally okay. only children. That's Fine. Okay. okay. I don't think that's good just enough. Traumatized yeah, that's just traumatise children. That's fine. That's great. Go on. Just quickly. Yes. So, do you not? Do you not think? Because you have a much superior knowledge of kind of film than me. So, not of probably, these films. I'm probably, sure. uh, probably you can find some examples. But do you not think there's something to be said for like the metaphor, like you know, metaphorically the balls of being able to have a film that yeah. ends with the villain winning? Yeah, oh, I, I love that. That's not my issue. Ending with the villain winning I is brilliant. Agree it should with have you. ended with the villain winning, and you didn't. And the uh, you, it made it quite clear that the, the half the universe is being destroyed. Without that, would have been a brilliant ending. That's my preferred ending. The villain wins, but you don't need to kill off half of these main characters that you know are going to come back, and, and you, like, you don't need to... to see that. That was the actual ending. But the whole... seeing these characters dissolve, meaning it's a meaning. It, boy, it, it boy, took but away. They had to. That was the whole final point of the time is, stone. It made it meaningless because no. you know it's so. It's totally light and there is all, all the heft of the film all the deaths in the middle of the film were so powerful right. these deaths at the end of this film were for me absolutely meaningless but and there, lightweight okay. and glib but there had to be an immediate consequence to Doctor Strange giving up the time stone there had to be like didn't there there had to be a consequence to that for, for him giving could have killed off over. one of them but that, the whole ending of you're going around half of them disappearing into dust or whatever it was I just felt it was ludicrous. It was just, it just didn't work. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to me droning on about this film. Apologies, the fact that I didn't like the ending, John and Steph. We'll be back. We'll all be back next week. Thank you very much. It's goodbye from me. So goodbye from me and Kay on Kay's behalf. Yeah. Bye. Bye.